What is going on, everybody? This is Dr. Chris Featherstone here for yet another episode of the Legion of Raw. I'm here with this guy right here, former WCW World Heavyweight Champion. Good vibes only. Oh, yes. Yes. What vibes, bro? Yeah! Yes! Representing. Yes, indeed. My boys, man, we pulled it off. We looked good for most of the for just about all the game. Our offense was a bit lousy, uh, but defensively we stuck it to them. Uh, I would say that our wide receiver Mar- Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best wide receiver in all of college football right now. Uh, career high receptions, uh, eleven, and uh, looked so good. He looked like a Heisman Trophy candidate coming out of Saturday. And so good, my favorite commentator, Gus Johnson, called a marvelous mob, and I loved it, and it was great, and I was feeling good uh, after the end of the game, man. So what's their ranking uh, as of today? Third. Third. So yeah. it's what, Georgia first? Georgia first, and then uh, second is Michigan. Michigan and Ohio State. Ohio State, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. number three. So we got a big duel at the end of the year, of course, against Michigan. Michigan is uh, uh, taking two on us. Uh, but as we've seen in the past a couple of weeks, especially after today <laughs> with breaking news, uh, more of the investigation with Michigan that uh, it's been confirmed that uh, about 30 tickets was bought for 11 schools. So uh, Michigan is uh, continue to put themselves further into the ground when it comes to this investigation as far as uh, stealing signs. And so after mm-hmm. uh, a, a, a major hiatus winning um, nine out of 10 games with Jim Trestle, seven out of seven games with Urban Meyer, uh, Ohio State had Michigan's number for uh, quite a bit of time over the past 20 years. Beat us two years in a row. Uh, two years ago in Ann Arbor, I think they just beat the snot out of us. I mean, it was just uh, the weather was bad and just we played lousy. But last year, it was some things that were going on. We was like, eh, we didn't play our best, but it was some 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 weirdness going on. I mean, mm. that wasn't all attributed to the to the breaking investigation. When we did play lousy a bunch of the game. Yeah, uh, but it was, you know, it was like uh, something ain't clicking here, man. And so as, the more we see this development with this Michigan stuff, the more it's like, ah, there we mm-hmm. go. There we mm-hmm. go. There we go. So, how are you, Vince? I'm doing all right, bro. All right. All right. All right. So let's talk about this uh, 
amazing Raw show. A lot of people talking about uh, here, talking about TNA uh, returning. Um, uh, let's actually start off with Pete Pacquiao, my bison. Bro, do they think fake fights can complete with MLB? Well, they got a, they they did catch a break today because it was a game seven, but uh, Texas blew out the Astros early, so yes. so so they did catch a break there. But I don't think it's going to matter, Pete. This, this is a lousy show, and a lousy show is going to get a lousy rating. Yes, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter that the baseball game was a uh, blowout because I, I promise you they didn't turn over to watch this show. Agreed. Very much so. All right, let's jump right into the show. We got uh, Finn Balor and Damian Priest cutting an in-ring promo, interrupted by Cody Rhodes. Um, this leads Rhodes and Priest to go at it. Priest challenging Cody for Crown Jewel. Cody accepts. Cody gets attacked by Judgment Day. Jey Uso makes a save. Gets outnumbered. Your boy, J.D. McDonough. Oh, inconsistent. This guy was nowhere to be found last week. No explanation. Yes. Here he comes to save the day, bro. Yes, he comes to save the day, man. No rhyme or reason. No explanation of why he was gone. Yes. Yes. Uh, so he he comes out, and then this leads to uh, Cody Rhodes uh, getting his ankle bashed in the still steps with a chair, man. So uh, what do you what say ye of this opening segment? <laughs> Am I supposed to comment on this? Girl? Yes. Oh my, bro. <laughs> let me let, let, let me let me compare this to my attitude era review today. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is the week Vince McMahon is going to receive the Humanitarian of the Year Award and has invited Stone Cold Steve Austin to the ceremony. Yeah. At the same time, Taker is very upset and choke slamming whoever gets in the ring. Mm-hmm. And it all accumulates to a big, big, big finish at the end of the show. Okay. You want me to compare that to this? Yes. Oh, bro, <laughs> this is just same old, same old, bro. Yes, like we, we, we've seen these these same people open the show for God knows how many weeks, man. It's so got, old, a, same old, bro. got a question for you, Vince. Uh, yeah. One thing that did not make sense to me whatsoever was the fact that Priest basically handed Cody Rose a challenge, a, a crown jewel. Why didn't Cody Rhodes say, uh, yes, I'll accept your challenge under one condition? It has to be for the briefcase. Yeah. I I, I used to love making things interesting like that. Bro. Yeah. Because, bro, that screws up their, their booking, and they're not creative enough to figure stuff out. That's That's really what it comes down to, bro. One of the things I thought about was, okay, so if there's any way to integrate Cody back into the Roman Reigns fold, that's it. Because he has, so he beats Damian Priest. He has the, he, the the briefcase now. And then he can always, you know, go to SmackDown now because it kind of makes you a free agent if you have the case, you yeah. can go to both. Yeah. He can go to SmackDown now and tease, you know, with, with Roman Reigns. And so... If he wanted to finish the story or do something like that, 
Heck, I mean, he can pull a Seth Rollins, you know, at uh, WrestleMania and say, for instance, if you do have Roman Reigns versus The Rock, Reigns wins, and then at the end of the uh, match, you have Cody come out. You know, you have Rock, Rock bottom, uh, Roman Reigns, and, Ro and Reigns is laid out. Cody comes out. He finished the story at WrestleMania. He wins and he beats Roman Reigns that way. Bro, he could finish all the stories he wants when WrestleMania comes <laughs> and goes, whether it's Cody or The Rock or whoever. The same exact people are going to be watching this show in yes. April, bro. Let me let, 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 let's let's break down uh, the opening segment. Uh, Mr. McMahon goes out there. Yes. And says, I come before you, a humble man with generosity, caring, and sharing in my heart. Because you only know the Vince you see on TV. Extraordinary mental prowess. Mm. Imparalleled success. Mm. Bro, this popped me huge. You ready? Yeah. And Herculean physicality i remember the herculean physicality <laughs> uh, see that that's that's a tv show yes indeed that's absolutely. a tv show this bro this segment that we've seen one billion times bro yeah. like really bro yeah think about that bro you got like like uh like our friend pete said you got a game seven mm -hmm. you got the niners on monday night football you tune into this opening segment and you want to watch this show? Really? No. Uh, great point there. We got Carl Hoggett's $5 super chat. What is something you guys would change about My Night Raw if you guys were in charge of My Night Raw, like new storylines and et cetera? Thank you. What's the, the heck, what's Chris? the biggest thing? What's the biggest thing you would change? What I always say, thing. bro make it realistic take Good. a go find a giant pin bro like a 10 foot pin hold it with two hands and pop that wrestling bubble and let's get some reality into this show hmm. uh, i would say my biggest change would be um Ooh, it's so it's so difficult, man, to really completely overhaul. Um, oof, I, I would I would have. You know what I would do? I would have Cody Rhodes win the Money in the Bank. <clears throat> I would have The Rock beat Roman Reigns. At WrestleMania for the championship, Rock cuts a promo, and all of a sudden, Roman Reigns attacks the Rock on the Monday after WrestleMania, and then Cody Rhodes comes out and uh, cashes the the, the uh, briefcase of the Rock, <laughs> and just makes a, a, a just an incredible heel turn. Because people, and I would have that be at the end of the show. I'm thinking of like realistic of like what they can, like what they can use or what we have, you know what I mean? And I would like, I would commence Cody's heel turn uh, at the begin at the row after WrestleMania cliffhanger to the beginning of the next row. People are wanting like, man, why did, why did Cody do it against the rock? 
Or what I would do is I would have Cody come out and uh, you have the rock and like the bloodline, you know, uh, about the, you have the bloodline about to double team the rock. Cody comes out with the briefcase. He holds the briefcase in it. Wham! Just clocks the rock. <laughs> and it and it casts it in. It gets a bunch of heat, and then he cuts a big. You know, you guys were. Yeah, you know. The, then you bring realism, realism into it. You know, you guys were just cheering me for the for the music, and you guys didn't really respect me for who I am. I'm Cody freaking Rhodes. You know what I mean? And just kind of having that type of a promo the next week, so. That's what I would do if I was uh, with what we have again with yeah. with the inf- with with the the substance with the material that we have. That's what I would do. All right, uh, somebody said that would be awesome. Very nice. Uh, speaking of awesome, awesome sauce two dollars super chat, bro. Any fond memories of working with? Oh uh, yeah, man, I loved us. working with those dudes, man. I just um I just uh, emailed Tanae today to congratulate him, and nice. I told him I really. Really sorry that uh, Don, you know, couldn't be there with him, but I know Don West is in a better place. I loved working with those two guys. Every every memory was very fond, bro. I, you know, I, I, yeah, I don't. It's not. I, I don't want to say I don't. I don't want to take credit for this, but this is to put Don West over, bro. I used to remember. You know, bro, getting ready, you know, to, to to go to WCW. We had a show and you're leaving five, six o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And bro, five, six o'clock in the morning as I'm getting ready to leave my house, Don West is hawking baseball cards. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this guy would be phenomenal in wrestling. I actually tried to get him hired at WCW, bro. Hmm. And, you know, Brad Siegel and everybody else drug their feet. So then when, you know, TNA was starting up, I told Jeff, I said, bro. And, and bro, Don, lo, lo, it, it, it was meant to be because he lived in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I set up Don and Jeff uh, and, and Jeff met him, loved him and hired him. And that's how we. That's how he started in his announcing career. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, from what I have read before, I've heard before, um, he didn't know too much about the wrestling business at first, but he really became a student of the game very oh, quickly yeah. and started to yeah. do a lot of research and stuff like that. And so he was definitely that energy that uh, brought TNA, you know, just this was like a vibrance to, to TNA. And I uh, listened to TNA's speech, Hall of Fame speech, and it was phenomenal it was it was really good so he did a really good job of giving shout outs you know to jeff jared and stuff like that so that was it was really cool so kudos to that yeah good for today man for I walking agree. away from the business good yeah. for him man like seriously man he you know i'm yeah i i still love mike i i i, I like i said man every couple months i reach out to him you know just just see how he's going on i got all the respect in the world for that guy What's caused uh, Tanae to leave? I know because after uh, Don West got sick, they put uh, some guy in there for a hot second. I forgot what his name was, um, and he was there for he was there for a little while, and then he transitioned out of TNA. Why yeah, bro, I have no idea. I I know Mike doesn't need the money. I mean mm-hmm. that I know. So who you know who knows, bro? He lives in Vegas. Maybe the travel weared on him mm-hmm. after a while. I have no idea. 
But uh, yeah, man, when he said he was done, he was done. Yeah, he was done. Um, we got the New Day uh, defeating the Alpha Academy, a tag team showcase. Vince Russo, oh, please, bro, come on. Who gives a crap? <laughs> I knew I knew nothing about the Kira Tozawa thing. Like, was the, it was something clearly something I missed? Was it a segment or something like that? that they did something last week where he was uh, in a backstage segment, and okay. it's, it's just total nonsense, bro. So, are they? I mean, so both are baby faces. Are they trying to turn somebody here, or are they just do they just throwing two tag teams in the random matches? I don't know, bro. Because at the end of the show, that there were all the tag teams together, and it looked like everybody were best friends. And yeah, yeah. we we don't need heat and wrestling. Yeah, right. Let's just just yeah. all be good friends, man. You know, Zaver's in Zaver's uh Zaver was in his slides and he's yeah. just kind of hanging out backstage. Yeah, man, that's it. We don't need to need, yeah. it doesn't need to be any heat. Yeah. We got Cliffside five dollars super chat. Is there ever a work shoot that you witnessed that fooled everybody, even the boys backstage, Vince Russo? Yeah, bash at the beach. Oh, okay. One thousand percent. Food the boys backstage. Every everybody in the back thought it was real. Really? Oh, Absolutely. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. What was the comments uh, backstage like right after that segment? With there the really movie? were no comments, bro. I think people were in shock because they really, 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 really believed it. Mm-hmm. There so, you go. There's that's your the only shoot. that's the only one that um that's really the only one that I could think of. Mm. Um, how was the I know that they did the the documentary of uh, Bret Hart going backstage and um, you know hitting Vince McMahon in the locker room. Well, you didn't see that though. No, they did. Well, they 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 didn't have they didn't actually videotape Vince yeah, McMahon hitting yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah, hitting yeah. Uh, Bret Hart, yeah. but they did show Vince coming out. Uh, the doc the wrestling with Shadows, I think it was wrestling with Shadows. They did show they did show Vince McMahon coming out and you know dizzy and so, you know kind of startled and everything. Um, so when back back then backstage, what was just the overall feel? Was it was it shock as well when people saw that? Was there a lot of you know talk in the back? What, what was Not really, feel? bro. Because first of all, like the the boys were very very upset because you know you know old school you don't screw one of the boys and they and, and brett had all the respect in the world yeah. you know they they didn't know the backstory bro they didn't really understand you know mm-hmm. and then bro you know like vince walked into brett's locker room for brett to take a shot at him for what he did yeah I mean, so like that was not shocking or anything. That's why Vince went in there. Vince didn't want to do what he had to do. And when he did it, he owed Brett one. Mm-hmm. And and he even said to Shane, he even told Shane, bro, let him hit me one time. After that, you get in there and break it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's exactly so. He He walked in that locker room to take a punch from Bret Hart, man. Now, why does Shawn Michaels lie about the whole thing and he knew about it? Because he was probably afraid of what Brett would do to him. I was thinking that too. Now, Taker was pretty hot about it. Oh, back very then. hot. Very yeah. hot. Ta- yeah. Taker and Mick were really, really, really hot. Mm, yeah, understandably so. Um, we have the Be- Becky Lynch cutting a backstage interview. What do you What do you think? 
What's what's bro? She's just going through these NXT people, and then yep. she's she's mouthing with somebody in the crowd. I don't even know who this is, and I I I don't I just don't care. Like there's I don't know if bro again. If you're not a die-hard Mark wrestling fan, I just I don't know why I'm supposed to care. Yeah, that's what I keep asking myself when I watch this show. Why am I supposed to care about this? Yeah, I think it goes back to probably they're trying to push NXT still. And uh, it just really seems as if they're doing their best to try to. Because the thing is, they're not going to keep throwing in talent, you know, every uh, every week, especially when they couldn't even crack a million with the people that, you know, they they threw in there. So it's just that it's just people just really aren't interested in, you know, Tuesday night, you know, wrestling. And when they just saw three hours the night before and, yep. you know, the, it just shows that people just aren't interested in that time slot, man. Yep. So um, and then Ari Emanuel was saying that, uh, you know, there's some talk and, you know, within his interview saying Monday, they're not necessarily locked in raw stand on Mondays. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, they're tired of getting their butts kicked, bro, by Monday Night Football. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't blame them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, go to, go to a week at night. I mean, yeah. that would have never happened during the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. We would have never tucked our tail and went on another night. But, yeah. hey, bro, it's a different time, man. You know, it's a different time. What's What day is, you know, kind of competition-free? Would that be Tuesdays? Because there's no other head-to-head. There's nothing else on Tuesdays, right? I guess so. That would be the only day. I mean, because you have SmackDown put, toward the latter part of the maybe week. Maybe you put that on Tuesdays and put NXT back on Wednesdays oh, to Wednesdays. go up against uh, AEW. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we'll have a lot of uh, Tony Khan tweets about uh, beating NXT for the third Yeah, man, you know, it's week. it's so funny, bro, because, you know, when when, when Vince Russo uh, talks, nobody listens. But, but Billy Corgan just blistered. Dave Meltzer and everybody listened and 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 Billy Corgan said exactly what I've been saying for the last 20 years. Bro, you 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 could say whatever you want, you could be a fanboy, you could, you know, five-star matches, never cover NWA, but the one thing Billy said is and I I've said the same exact thing. Billy said, "Bro, just don't make up crap about me." Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what Meltzer has done for 20 years. And I've said the same thing, like, bro, I don't care about you. I don't care about your five stars. I don't care about how, don't make stuff up about me because when you make stuff up about me, now I'm going to get really hot. And you know, now everybody's seeing that Billy Corgan. So, Oh, Vince wasn't the only one that he was making stuff up about. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to uh, NWA, man. Uh, cut a, yeah. uh, with the CW deal, man. Uh, from what I, yeah, I think they're just like they're CW is like nineteenth as far as uh, television uh, view, uh, um, viewership. And yeah, so, no, they that that's a that's a that's a good little station, bro. Yeah, yeah, I think it's just like one or two notches under uh, TNT and TBS. I think yeah. like I think TBS is like. 16th or 15th or something like that and and, and tnt is like 18th and so like yeah. they're right there they're right yeah. there with them so cw is a is it's a very comparable station when it comes to you know as far as 
as far as people who can watch the the product. So that's that's some really good exposure, man. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's fantastic. That's yep. a that's a big thing. Uh, we have uh, an Ivar vignette, man, mm. with Valhalla. They're trying to make Can't him wait. a big. A, a big guy, a big, a big name. Where yeah. do you think this goes? I can't wait. Cody Rhodes. I don't know. Uh, 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 Shinsuke. <laughs> it wouldn't be Shinsuke because he's looking for somebody that that is going to bring something out of him. That it, uh, <laughs> when he did that, I'm like, we'll get to that. We'll get. To, I, I, when I heard that promo, there was one thing I thought about the most after yeah. after listening to that promo we'll get to it backstage yeah, I'm, segment. I'm, I'm just sorry man there's just like I, I i watched this thing through and like i'm i'm i was really looking for like one good thing to say about this show and i and i can't find it i mean we you, you're gonna say we go backstage with rhea ripley and rollins and bro they are overexposing her way yes. too much yeah way too much because now the gimmick is now she's trying to recruit everybody mm -hmm. and i cannot believe bro they actually went back to seth's back after he completely no sold it after that you know knockdown down drag out and you're you're actually gonna go back to it to remind everybody how he totally no sold it last week yeah it's grasping for straws at this point, Vince. You know, we don't we don't have a good story locked in. It's just anything works, man. Just the kill time. Uh, we got Becky Lynch defeating Indy Hartwell in the NXT showdown. The NXT championship has become like the uh, Raw Women's Television Championship. So, what, what was your thoughts on the TV title back in the day? The NWA TV title, the WCW TV title. I was uh, I was just I was thoughts? never a fan of that, bro. I was wasn't a fan of the TV title. I never was. No. Why? Why not a fan of the TV title? I don't know, bro. Because it's just you know it's it's just you just start adding too many titles, man. Mm -hmm. you, you know what I mean? And w w what's a TV title mean? You defend it on TV. I I just never bought into it. I, well, I wasn't into that when I was just a fan either. Really? Yeah. I think that the you know how the adage is. Uh, you know the, the the title doesn't make the person; the person makes the title, right? right? And I think when it came to the television championship, NWA and WCW television championship, I was a fan because it showcased someone who, without a championship, they would have been a little less in the you know in the pegged. Uh, like for instance, like an Arn Anderson. You know, like when you think of television champion, you think of Arn Anderson. Now, he was really good in tag teams, you know, with him and Blanchard, of course. But there was something about that television championship that he he made so important and he and he and he had and he made so prestigious, you know, especially being a horseman, still having that type of gold, and it still made him look good and prestigious. Now, when they started to do a, low, a whole bunch of stuff in the duration of the television championship, and they were having just you know, no, 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 no shade, but I think like Prince Iakea had it and stuff like that, which, which, uh, was it, was the artist gimmick you, was that, was that a, yeah. was that youth? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
tell us tell us the 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 mind behind changing IAK into the artist, which I think was probably the the highlight of his career, by the way. Yeah, bro. It, it, you know, again, man, when I walked into you know WCW, just like if I'd walk into WWE tomorrow, I would yeah. try to give everybody a character and a gimmick, bro. Yeah, 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 and I yeah. walked into a company where like a lot of the characters and gimmicks were just not over. Mm. Now, a, a, am I gonna bat a thousand? Absolutely not, bro. But I'm gonna try. Sure. sure. You know, I'm gonna try to give him some kind of a character, a gimmick, some personality. Let's get him on TV. Let's get him in an angle yeah yeah so here's your trivia events what year was the first nwa television champion crowned? Oh what year what year was the first it was in raleigh north carolina and it was a live event and what year he defeated ole anderson Nineteen eighty-two. That's all right. 1974. Wow. Yeah. Danny Miller, February 27, 1974, defeated Ole Anderson in a tournament final to become the first NWA Mid Atlantic television champion. There you go. And so, yeah, so it was a lot of some prestigious history of the television championship. And then uh, I'm looking at the, mm, yeah. Like Ikea won on an episode of Nitro in 1997, kept it for a few months. So, uh, your boy Alex Wright won. Thus, Wonderkind. Uh, yeah. Did you have any type of uh, going dealings with uh, changing well, when, his character? When I went there, he was doing that other gimmick. What was the other? Berlin. Berlin. Doing yeah. the Berlin yeah. gimmick with, yeah. with uh, the wall. Yeah, and I don't know if his contract came up or I. I, I don't remember. Okay. Because he ended up teaming up with uh, Inferno, right? Yeah, we like need to uh, with Disco for a while. Yeah. But that was before I got there. Okay, yeah, the Boogie yeah. Nights or something like that. Yeah. So when he was Berlin, did you uh, did you kind of nix that? Because he did he was he involved in the WCW after that when he left? Uh, I remember, bro. You know, he was he was Berlin when we got there. Yeah. I honestly can't remember what happened. Gotcha. Bro. Gotcha. Was he a nice guy to work with back then? He was a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. I've interviewed him before. He's a nice guy, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Cliff Side, $5 super chat, bro. World Rumble Ticks just went on sale. What's it like putting together a Rumble match with so many moving pieces involved? Did you have? I never put together. I never put together a Royal Rumble match. I, really? We, we just knew who we needed to win. Uh, you know, maybe the last couple of people in there, but that was always Patterson. Patterson. Pat, Pat yeah. Patterson always laid out the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Match. He's the he's the brainchild behind the Royal Rumble, right? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So like the 97 or 98 Royal Rumble. Uh okay, don't tell me who uh, Austin 198, right? Couldn't tell you. Uh, you know what? Uh, you know, Austin won two years in a row. I think he won two years. So he he won two years in a row. Then it was an off year, and then he won the he won in one Uh, because Vince won in ninety nine, and then two thousand was uh <clears throat> the Rock and the Rock. You know, it was the whole Rock and Big Show thing. Um. Where the Rock actually was, was was technically out first, but 
And then they led to the four-way and at WrestleMania 16. So Austin won in 97 and 98. Yeah, because that was the <clears throat> so say for the so the 98 Royal Rumble, Austin was the winner. He was supposed to be the winner. He was the person, like so when y'all made Austin the winner that year, how far behind, how far along, or how far before the the, the Royal Rumble uh pay-per-view? Was it like okay, Austin's the guy? Does he? W- w- what's the WrestleMania match? Uh, that was him and Michaels in '98. Yeah, so January. That's why he wins the Rumble. Uh, you know, I mean, we, you know, we we probably had a good idea during the summer. Okay, the summer of '97. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I would say so. What was it about? All like, what was it about? You you were seeing just the merch sales or something like no, that? Just, or just the people, man. Just the people. Just the reaction. The, the reaction in the house. The 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 ratings. Sure. Who sure. was drawing the highest numbers? Okay. Okay. Yeah, you know all all that stuff, bro. So the summer beforehand, you're like, uh, eh. it wasn't it wasn't a lock at that time, but he was high on the list, or it was pretty much you, you at that yeah, time we, you were we building, just, bro. We just we just went with momentum, man. Sure, and sure. and and the writing's on the wall, man. You know yeah. when when you just go when you just let the people dictate, the writing is on the wall, bro. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You know, yeah. um, why why do you think the WWE struggles with that as far as just riding the wave of the momentum i mean they did last year with cody you know uh but it it wasn't necessarily a momentum thing it was like he's returning (laughs) so like there was his first time back in nine months or eight months or whatever it was uh, seven one of those months and so he's returning and it was very predictable that he's going to win the royal rumble but he didn't have a lot coming before then he you know he left the spring beforehand came back through a rumble and won it it didn't have that momentum coming behind him why do you think that like say for instance if based on momentum that you see here so based on your what you're saying this four months before the royal rumble who should win the royal rumble based on the momentum that we see right now that with what you just said Somewhat WWE's looking at this person and saying, Yes, let's go ahead and start building around him and have him win and then go to WrestleMania. Well, you see, bro, that's yeah. I mean, I don't watch I don't watch SmackDown, so mm-hmm. it's hard to say, bro. No, nobody's got momentum on Raw. Bro, the only the only the only thing that's interesting to me, and I don't even want to say interesting to me because it's not. Mm-hmm. To me, the best thing they're doing is if Rhea Ripley is trying to recruit everybody, she's got to get one. And, you know, to me, it looks like that one is going to be Drew McIntyre. And you know what, bro? If they do that, you know, at least it'll be something. Um, And and maybe they do it. um, Who's he got at um, um, Saudi? Seth. For the title, it's Cody against Seth. No, it's uh, Drew and Seth. No, no, no. Who does um, Cody and Priest? Yeah, Priest. Priest. May, may, maybe that's that's where he helps Priest. No, I think I think basically it's him. It's him and Seth. That's where he should accept the favor from Judgment Day. Hmm. If if you're asking, so me. Drew joining Judgment Day. Yeah. Oof. 
Somebody's got to, bro. Somebody has to. Otherwise, bro, if 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 they if they don't get somebody, I swear to God, bro, you you have wasted so much of man, my. They've ran it to the ground, though, man. Like they do need a new breath of fresh air, but ugh, like th- those leadership positions in Judgment Day just is kind of like a step down. I mean, even when Edge was there, it was just kind of like, yeah. You know I, I, mean? I I I I think that's where they're going, bro. I I can see Drew turning, but leading the Judgment Day, oof, man. So that means that everybody would have to like fall in line with Drew McIntyre, even even Rhea Ripley. I, just, I, I don't I, see. I, that. I I don't see. I don't see Drew leading the the um, Judgment Day as it is. I I I I, I don't see that Jay McDonough and I, I don't see that. Oh, as he recruits this. a new. He, he recruits. Yeah, a I, new I I almost see like a different version of it. Okay, okay. Where does Rhea fall into this? I don't know, bro. But I like I said, man, they are so overexposing her right now. I mean, yeah. she was all over this show. That is not good, bro. Because if she's all over this show, bro, it's just a matter of time before she means nothing. Yep, absolutely. Uh, we got classic J Live four nine nine. I knew Chris Canyon personally. He lived in Queens, NYC. He was a great guy. I miss him to this day. I'm wondering what was your experience with him. Absolutely loved him, bro. Absolutely the greatest dude. You know, he lived in Georgia while I lived in Georgia. Um, you know, him and him, I think him and Jeremy, I think him and Borash lived together actually. Okay. Great, great, great human being and dude, bro. Uh, as a fan, I got an experience with uh, Chris Canyon. Pro- oh, this had to be probably 2002. Uh, I got a, I got a story with Kurt Angle. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that uh, one of these days. But um, with with Chris Canyon, back in the day, when because Raw because WWE would come to Columbus a lot, and they still do, but. Um, so as a fan back in 2002, I would stay until the very end. It's not it's much less is much more secured now than it was over 20 years ago. So I was a college kid, you know, trying to get uh, autographs to put on eBay. <laughs> so I would stay until the very end, like 1230 in the morning and just wait until like people go into their cars. It was me and my dude, Dave. And we would stay until the very end in our car, just kind of hanging out. And then we would go up to the wrestlers as they're going into the cars at like 12, 12 in the morning. And then we were like, hey, man, you know, great show. You know, can we get your autograph? So we would have them autograph the ticket. And one of those people were, was uh, Chris Canyon. And we went up to Chris Canyon. I mean, just an incredibly nice guy. He was actually like... um please like he like he like he popped like when, when we went up to him and asked him for an autograph and uh have an autograph ticket from from chris canyon man so that was my uh, that was my experience with chris canyon yeah. incredibly nice guy man i'll so, never yeah. forget bro like many 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 years ago he was a uh he was a guest on stern mm-hmm. and he was just kind of talking about being treated, you know, unfairly in this yeah, and that. that. Yeah. And freaking Flair called in and yeah, just ripped that. him up on live radio. And, and and I remember listening to that and I'm like, bro, that's the wrong dude to do that to. I man. agree, man. That's the, you yeah. you want to do it to somebody who's a real a-hole, that's fine, but 
not Chris Canyon was everything but bro. That that was that 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 sucked. That was um kind of kind of like a really big downward spiral for for Chris Canyon. Bro, I really think that was the start. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't know what was going on in his personal life or not like that, yeah. but I know that that kind of devastated him. Cuz for what I remember, he was trying to get some like he was trying to get some opportunities for wrestling at that time. It wasn't really getting a lot of opportunities, yeah. you know, because I know that he transitioned over f- with the Alliance in 2001. Him and DDP uh, came over as uh, ta- a tag team for a little bit. And then DDP transitioned over um, more by himself. And then kind of, you know, Chris Kane was kind of left, you know, on the wayside. And it was pretty tough for him because he really, he loves, he loves wrestling, you know what I mean? And so he hearing stuff like that and trying to get opportunities to still do what he loves to do. And then basically getting utterly demoralized like that on, you know, live television. Yeah, especially like, you know, Flair was calling in like as a WWE yeah. guy. And it's like, bro, that, that, that's one of your peers, whether it's true or not, that's the way the dude feels, bro. He, he wasn't sure. burying Flair or yeah. that. That's that's how the dude felt. And then, you know, Flair called in as the WWF guy, and that 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 was that was hard, man. I agree because even if you think about it, about it this from this point standpoint, uh, this standpoint, Vince, if it was someone at the time, say for instance in two thousand, you know, two like a. Uh, maven you know what i mean like a, a maven huffman or a, or a jamie noble or something like that you know two people who you know had some presence but weren't like iconic at the time you know i'm sure can you like uh you know what i mean like I, I don't agree but it hits it hits hard oh, yeah. when the person who's demoralizing like you like this is one of you know one of your idols you know when yeah. it comes to someone like a rick flair so yeah it's pretty tough hearing that man uh we got awesome sauce five dollars super chat bro i'm watching w, uh, wccw by the way uh i actually it's funny that you say that awesome sauce because i was actually thinking about buying a, a world-class t-shirt uh so uh i think i will do that i think i will Very buy nice. a world-class championship wrestling t-shirt fine i'm sure there's one on amazon somewhere and it's crazy how many crowds have changed. There were uh, was more females in the crowd for the Von Erics than any WWE AEW crowd I can remember. Larger than life, man. That was that's the appeal, and that's that's a that's a foolproof strategy, making people larger than life. The reason why Roman Reigns is the most over person in professional wrestling right now isn't it because he's such an amazing character or you know has such amazing ring ability? It's because he's the only person other than someone like a Brock, but Roman Reigns is the only person in WWE that is being booked as a large and in life character. You know, it's been before he lost to Jay, it was, it was three, it was over three and a half years before he lost the mat before he got pinned, you know? So no 50 fifties, no, you know, not a lot of going back and forth as far as fuse are concerned or people beating them up. And it wasn't a lot. He was protected. Yeah. And he was he was made to look larger than life, and that's the reason why he was so over. Someone like the Von Erichs, they were I mean, character it was you know in world class and w, NWA back then, characters meant something, man. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's the reason why they were so over. 
Uh, we have Nasir, 199 Super Chat, bro. 49ers, Matt, a grown, made a grown man cry today. Yeah, they lost against the Vikings, man. A two and four Vikings team lost against the, I mean, they beat a five and one Niners team, man. So there you go. We got Lucky the Truth, 199. Nothing to say, just uh, support the I know, I know Lucky the Truth. Yeah, he's a, uh, he's a brand guy. Very nice, very nice. Good stuff. Where we have Vince, we got uh Lee attacking your girl Candice LeRae, or as you would say, LaRue backstage and say, you know, hey, that's for Andy Hartwell as well. So there you go. Another random woman's nobody view. cares. Bro. Like, <laughs> nobody before that we had Becky and Indy. Nobody cares about it. Yeah. Becky goes over, there's a handshake, and then there's some person in the crowd, Lyra Valkyrie. Yes. I never I'm heard of in team. my life. Yeah. Then Zia attacks LaRue. Don't care about Zia. Don't care about LaRue. Yeah. Then we've got Pierce and Nick Aldis. Well, Nick, Nick, Nick is new, so you know, you're gonna he's gonna be interesting. They have done nothing, absolutely nothing, no character, no nothing with Pierce in yeah. five years. So he, the thought of ever care, caring about him is it come and gone. Yeah. Then we have all the women in the ring. Nia Jax, uh, Ray, Ray, Rachel Rodriguez, Shayna Baszler, Joey Stark, uh, Zoe Stark. <laughs> we don't Joey and Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh bro this this was this was bad when 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 nia jack started cutting that promo the I, the, the word mm. i wrote was this was painful yeah. like this was so bad so yeah. middle school play like this was absolutely horrible bro. now my, here's my thing with that if it was like a chelsea green it fits her character more but Nia Jax is supposed to be this, like, you know, Oof. irresistible force, right? And just this big old monster. And she's saying, I'm going to lower for you in Texas. And I'm like, isn't that kind of counterproductive to your and, character? And, 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 bro, come on. The, 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 the girls are beating up the guys. Like, come on, yeah. bro. In, in what world does that happen? Stop it already, will you, man? You I was confused that... So, Nia Jax came in and ran roughshod through the woman. That was kind of like how this all set up, right? Yeah. And I've noticed this a couple times when I was... It made my me, me scratch my head. Why does Raquel Rodriguez prevent the woman from beating up Nia Jax? That was yeah. so weird to me. Like she yeah. did it. She stopped uh, Rhea yeah. Ripley uh, yeah. uh, like a week or two ago. Rhea Ripley was beating up on Nia Jax, and then she she shoved her away from her. And I'm like, huh? Like Nia came in and stopped you from from winning the title, and you're shoving her away so you can get to Nia. No, why don't you just get help and you all jump nigh yourself? Like if I'm at a bar, yeah, and like somebody, you know, jumped me from behind, and he jumped a couple other people from behind, and in the following week, it's like three of us and one of him. Yeah. Why would I shove the people, the other two people away? Oh, I got them. I got them. No, we're, we're all three going to take them out. Like that, that just doesn't make sense to me at all from a realistic standpoint. Yeah, this was painful, bro. 
Yeah, we got uh, Lucky, the true 499 Super Chat, bro. Hey, Vince, knowing your history with Impact, does the name chain make a difference? What's your opinion on that? Absolutely not. Why not? Because, bro, you've you changed. You, 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 they've got 77,000 viewers. What, bro? We're going to change the name and have 500,000 views because we changed the name? <laughs> now, if TNA is TNA, okay, you, you got a chance. Yeah. But, you know, TNA was TNA, bro, because of who you had working there. That's why. Why, do you, why do you think the change? I know that, uh, you know, when they when they were acquired by Anthem, they wanted to be a little bit more, you know, uh, PG, you know, as far as just taking the TNA <clears throat> um, name away. Now, you know, Scott DeMore did his workings and all that. TNA name is back. And he cut a very uh, passionate promo about the TNA uh, return. So TNA's back, and it's not going to change anything but the name. Why do you think that there was such a kind of uh, lobby to bring the TNA name back? I got no idea, bro. So the people can chant TNA because you can't chant Impact Wrestling? Mm. I have I have no idea, bro. That's probably <laughs> why it is. Yeah. So, And Scott Demore, you know, he's, he's one of the, you know, he's, he was there just about since the beginning and so I, I imagine with him being executive there now you know he just wants that just for the nostalgia yeah. you know so yeah. uh we got cliffside two dollar super chat bro does cody need a character change in your opinion vince bro what is cody's character <laughs> like dusty rose was my dad okay yes like what did, did, finish the story the problem is we don't see character traits yeah that's the problem because you see character traits when you put them in real life settings yeah. if you never see them in real life settings bro you never see character traits and the character traits are what really makes the characters unique you never see them anymore bro now the american nightmare made sense initially because the american nightmare was more like a, i'm going to be antithetical to the american dream you know i'm i'm a, i'm going to be kind of like the dark shadow of my father and make it an american nightmare and he was a heel and it made sense and so right, but bro you don't wear plaid suits and 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 and, and a pocket watch bro yeah i, I would say as a heel it's it not, made it's sense not a, it's not a, it's not a yeah. nightmare from from like like being the dark shadow of of Dusty is just completely antithetical to him. So he's wearing the suits. He's you know he had the dark hair at the time. Uh, so he's doing all those things. He was in a Bullet Club. He was in Bullet Club at the time too. And so he's doing all these things to be completely different. Like some every every man cowboy boots wearing. You know, son of a plumber. You know, flannel shirt and jeans type of deal everything completely different to that so that made sense to me as far as the the suited up cody but now he's transitioned that over to a baby face but he's still the american nightmare it just doesn't make sense to me honestly it just it just doesn't make sense to me. um we have wilfredo castillo five dollar super chat what do you think about la knights versus roman reigns at crown jewel for the wwe undisputed title WWE is going to ruin the LA Knight hype when he 
No, we, we, well, Wilfredo, well, you are dead on 100%, my friend. But the way they think is if L.A. Knight has a good match with Roman Reigns, then he's going to be elevated even if he loses. That's the mentality, bro. Mm. That is the mentality, and that mentality is BS, bro. It is absolute BS because they're excited about L.A. Knight now doing the what's he what's the gimmick he says whatever yeah 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 yeah. Meanwhile, he's gonna lose and then he's gonna fall right back down just like Ricochet, and we can go on and on and on and on. I think if he loses to Roman, they may do some type of storyline where he's kind of fighting his way back up and even may you know it wouldn't surprise you man with, with what you just said as far as kind of eyeing someone months before to win the world rumble based on momentum it wouldn't surprise me if if, if la knight won the 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 royal rumble man it wouldn't surprise me whatsoever i think cody can find his way in there without winning the royal rumble of course he he won last year so he's now not going to win back to back so cody's not going to win the royal rumble and he's still going to be in the in title match so then you're thinking that who's going to win the Royal Rumble, you know, on the other side. And I can definitely see someone like an L.A. Knight doing doing that. So we'll see where that goes. We have Mike in $5 to protect. Why, why not? Would you rather see L.A. Knight defeat Roman Reigns for the title than Cody? What do you think, Vince? Why? Oh, why not? Well, the, the, the Cody thing is so freaking predictable. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's why bro. Like if LA Knight would ever shock the world and beat Roman Reigns, uh, that, that would be something Cody is. So just like the end of the show was tonight, mm-hmm. I was just waiting for him to come down with that flute and the yeah. headband, right? Like you, <laughs> you, you knew this was coming from a mile away yeah. and that's how it is with him winning the title. Sure, sure. Uh, next segment, we got uh, Adam Pierce and Nick Aldis. We talked about that. Then we get the contract signing. We talked about that. Gargano defeating Giovanni Vinci. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa coming back and uh, um, helping him by taking out Ludwig Kaiser. What are your yeah, remember remember I said last week he wasn't there, so this week they have him. Yes, down. absolutely. So yeah. it seems like we're going to get a DIY versus – um and actually they they booked that for next week didn't they i think so i think they booked it for next week yeah i'm looking up at uh there is a wccw t-shirt uh, on t public and there's a hoodie too man so yeah i might uh get some wcc do you did you watch wccw back no. in the day world class I, I know who they were but i didn't watch it they had the missing link they had of course the von erics and the um uh, the Freebirds and the Von Erichs feud back in the uh, 80s. Um, really good, really good show, man. I was a, as a wrestling enthusiast, I watched the world class pretty, uh, pretty uh, frequently. So uh, we got Shinsuke Nakamura cutting the video promo. Your favorite part of the show, Vince Russo. What'd you think about this promo? He's got, he's got to find, he's finding competition, Vince, that's just going to, it brings some a dark side of him that he he just has to get out, man. I bro, I don't know. You know, again, bro, they're basing this on he had a good he had a good match with Seth, so now he's elevated. I'm not feeling that. Hmm. 
I mean, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, who are you going to put with Nakamura that it's going to mean anything? I'm just not feeling it, bro. Yeah, it's not, it's not going to elevate him. Um, this is the, this is what I thought about this, Vince, when I, when I heard this promo. I'm okay. So here's, here's the, the pro out of this. I'm trying to find a pro out of as much as I possibly can. The pro out of this is that I'm really happy that they're at least spending time with, non-ring stuff you know to to develop his character i'll give him that but i'm i was thinking when i saw when i listened to this promo i'm like okay so you just had an opportunity to become world heavyweight champion why didn't you do this before like having seth rollins why why did you have to save some dark side that's that you want to get out after you had an opportunity to win the world championship, shouldn't we have seen like the darkest side of Shinsuke Nakamura and, when and it matters one, the most? And, and 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 one time I want to see why is it over because he beat you in last man standing? Mm. Why yeah. wouldn't you keep dogging this guy? Why wouldn't you keep? <laughs> why wouldn't you just keep doing that? Because up, oh, I lost. I'm done. Yeah. I'm, I'll, go, yeah. I'll go to the back of the line now. Mm. I would love j- just give me that story. From a storyline perspective, if he was doing this darker, the darkest side thing, it would have made sense more from a promo standpoint if he would have said, you know, since I, since the last man standing match, you know, uh, Seth Rollins has um, driven me to, you know, a dark side that I didn't even know was still there. You know what I mean? Like he could have, he could have done the verbiage more to make Seth Rollins be the person that caused him to discover a side that he didn't think was there anymore. That yeah. could have continued the feud, but just to say I'm looking for someone because like uh, that just doesn't make sense. Cause it's going to be some random person he attacks or something like that. He's probably going to beat him. And then yeah. what, you know, so yeah. nothing else. Uh, we have Logan Paul in ring promo interrupted by Dominic Mysterio. I broke it. And listen, I am challenging anybody to go back and watch this. Can we can we now stop doubting Vince Russo all the time? Because bro, they practically had Dominic's mic off. His microphone was practically off. Don't don't tell me I don't know what I'm freaking talking about, guys. When I'm telling you, bro, they're they're sweetening the crowd and lowering his mic. Trust me, because whoever did it tonight, it was almost like his mic was not even on. So stop, bro. Like, I I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, I haven't been in the building and been working on a freaking thousand shows in my life. Literally, bro, his mic was almost off during this. And the other thing I didn't understand is what the heck took Ricochet so long to hit the ring? That's what I was. The second Samantha Irving is in that ring. Yes. The second she's going in between the ropes. That's your fiance. Like, there should have been zero weight. You know, he should have been one escorting, you know, her up to the ring, you know. Yeah, that's the that was the thing that I noticed was like, huh, that didn't make sense. Um, but as far as just the mic thing, I noticed I was like, huh. Oh my, come on, bro, please. Because I was like, you know, you could have easily turned the mic up. Like, what? Instead of just have the crowd shroud your voice, 
you have a mic that you can turn up very loudly. So just turn the mic up if you don't want the crowd to shroud it anymore. So, you know, it wasn't like at peak level mic, you know, for the mic is concerned. So they they definitely is causing that mic to stay at that volume level. Yeah, come on, bro. We got Cliffside $2 Super Chat, bro. Why don't they have skits outside the arena anymore? There you go. I mean, they got Shinsuke um, yep. talking about, you know, he wants that's to find not, somebody. That's not a skit outside the arena. That's shot in the back during the day. <laughs> yeah, probably in the back uh, locker room somewhere. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I mean, they have uh, backstage. Well, they don't. It's not outside the arena. I mean, you have you're ha- you're having Jade Cargo walk into the arena now. Yeah. Yeah. Technically, that's outside the arena. That's so. laziness, bro. That's all it is, man. I'm telling you guys, I I can't tell you how many vignettes I cut off campus, man, before the show and after the show when I was dead tired. And I would just, I would grab Jeremy with his camera, bro, let's go. We were Mm -hmm. dead tired. They're lazy, bro. They're lazy. Uh, We have uh, Chelsea Green and Piper Niven defeating Italian Nikki Cross. Now uh, she's some... You know, demented. Bro, this is a one thousand percent rib on her. They're they're they're, they're, they're Nikki. Oh my god, bro! Like why? No, why you she think it's a rib said on her? the wrong thing, bro? She complained about not being on TV. Mm. So now they're just gonna have her show up and walk around like a zombie, and they're all cracking up and laughing behind oh, wow. her back. Come yeah, on, bro! Weird. Come sad. on. Very sad. I got a question for you as far as Jay Uso. Do you think that? Jay, do you think that Cody and Jay lost because of the uh, the the scrum, the the uh, post um, post show? I, I mean, bro, Jay if, was lit up. If if Vince would have been there, they uh, would have. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I I don't know. It's it's possible, bro. It's very yeah. possible. It seemed like they want to go, especially since the Usos is, you know, they they they've had their their stories of uh, having their uh their 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 problems with alcohol legally let's yeah. just say that yeah and, and to see that him just being you know looking or seeming just heavily inebriated um during a, a post you know show presser just doesn't have a good look so i wouldn't be surprised if that was punishment for for them you know to i like would just played along i would not them. be either bro i would not yeah. We get uh, Drew McIntyre defeating Sami Zayn at the end uh, um, at uh, it's a little bit over the ten o'clock hour. Uh, any thoughts on? on yeah, this? bro, this is this is exactly what I'm talking about, man. So Drew McIntyre is going to go up against Seth Rollins at a Crown Crown Royal. What's it called? Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel. How the heck can uh, can uh, McIntyre? Beat Seth Rollins if Sami Zayn's taking him to the limit. Yeah. Like how how do you book this way? How do you book this way? Sami Zayn is, is false finishes taking McIntyre to the limit. So, and I'm supposed to believe McIntyre could beat Rollins. Yeah. How yeah. What, what what kind of booking is this? Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, you know they they've been doing that a lot with with. Um, with Drew, you know, with Kofi and Woods, and I'm like, 
Why in the world are you doing going 50 50 with people like half your size? Just about like I just that logic doesn't make any sense. I mean, to can me, you honestly. imagine, man? You but Bun 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 they're hyping they're hyping a match with Bundy and Hogan, and then the, the match before uh Bundy's going 50 50 with Steve Lombardi. Yeah, <laughs> like, like see, that's what it is. That's seriously what it is, bro. Doesn't make Bundy look impressive at all. So uh, we got Bronson Reed defeating Kiro Tozawa. Kiro Tozawa uh, chopped him in the back, won in the match, and here's a here's a way to put Bronson on the on the show for today. Yeah, he's got to stop. He's got to stop singing his song on his way to the ring. He looks like such a mark, bro. <laughs> you can't. You got. You guys can't be singing your song. You look like the biggest marks on the planet, bro. He's the worst. He does it all the time. I thought I thought he just like talks like mean. Nah, he's like singing, he just he's, he's singing the song. Bro. He's he's rapping his song. I gotta pay attention to that next yeah. time. I, I gotta pay attention because it didn't seem like he's rapping his song when he's coming down. It seems like he was just like mean, you know, Bronson Reed, just you know, talking his stuff on the right, way. So I'm gonna I, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if he's rapping his song. And yeah. if he's not, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh hold you to that. Okay. All right. You uh we got West Hill five dollar super chat man. Oh, you forgot. Uh, we had a Tinkers to Evers to Chance in the background with uh with uh with uh Nikki walking around like a zombie. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah that's right. Uh I I just I, I'm I usually just totally miss those backstage segments. Vince, can you give us some insight on Austin CEO Day? Did you produce the segments or was it Pritchard? That is a great question, Wes. I would think, bro. I would think I don't. I don't remember sure. I would just think that it was probably me because I was working in the office. I mean, we we didn't shoot that the day of TV. Like when when we shot important stuff the day of TV, it was Bruce because I couldn't leave the arena. But something like that was not shot the day of TV, and I worked in the building, so I'm sure I was involved in that. Okay, cool. We got Wilfredo back in action. I'm tired of WWE throwing the tag team championship belts around like candy. Tag team division is ruined. Yep. Yeah, I agree, man. It's uh, it's. It's ruined. It, no, no, no tag teams mean much of anything anymore. Back when they had demolition and the powers of pain, it was just like it was characters, man. They felt larger. It goes back to my whole larger in life thing. They felt larger in life, man. So they just need they need that again. Uh, Damian Priest beating Jay Uso, man. What's up with Jay? Again, it goes back to what I said, man. Do you think that? Uh, they're putting Jay in the doghouse because of what happened at the post. Yeah, no, they definitely could be, bro. Like I said, I mean, if it was, if it, if if, and who knows whether he is or not. Yeah. You know, bro. Listen, we don't know what's going on behind Vince. Listen, we know he's being investigated by the federal government. So if I'm Ari Emanuel, I don't want people to think he's working the day to day. Mm. Yeah, I, I want people to think he is separated from the company. Um, but like when you bring this up, Chris, this is, that's definitely a Vince. Yeah. That, I, I can't see one of the boys like a, a triple H coming down with that punishment when he, 
he's done that same thing. Sure. You know, sure. Vince is the owner of the company. He's not done that. When you're one of the boys, you've messed up. Yeah. And it would be very, very difficult to come down on one of the boys. Yeah, because it, it really didn't make sense, even from a storyline standpoint, no. for them to get the belts back that quickly. No, it because did it, it did nothing. It changed nothing. Because even at Crown Jewel, the titles aren't even being defended. So it's a Cody and, and Damian Priest thing. So them winning the titles didn't do anything. So yeah. it, it it seemed like it seemed like they 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 pulled the the, the pulled the plug on uh, Cody and Jay man you know it seems like this was going to last a little bit longer uh, and, and and you know going probably into a Cody Roman thing perhaps kind of bleed back into the bloodline thing but just again we saw no Jimmy Uso on on Raw and he was the one who caused Jay and it wasn't even as far as I remember. As far as I can recall, did Jay even mention J- Jimmy Uso uh, turning? I mean, like, and, and not only him. that, bro. Not only that. If you're gonna, be, I, I don't know what happened on SmackDown, but if you're going to beat Jay, then why not have it be Jimmy again? Sure, sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know because yeah. again, bro. With, with every finish, you got to say what did what did it do for this guy, and what did it do for that? What mm-hmm. did what did this one, two, three do for Jay? Nothing, nothing. I mean, and not and not even have a mention of it on Raw. You know, not even he just kind of went on like he's talking to Drew. He's, I mean, backstage and like it was no mention of it. He didn't even cut a promo and express how you know he felt wrong or how he was betrayed by Jimmy and nothing, not nothing on Raw. You can't assume that everybody who watches Raw watches SmackDown. That's the reason why they do the recaps, you yeah. know, for SmackDown. Right. So it would make sense to even start the show off by Jimmy, you know, by Jay do, uh, cutting a promo because of that. But yeah. no, nothing. So that's why it just goes back. And my theory, man, is that Jay's in the doghouse because of that presser, because of that post show, man. So yeah. I, I can definitely see that being the case. I can All too, right. man. That's a that's a that's a good way to look at it, bro. Yeah, uh, yeah honestly. Yep. Vince Russo, let them know about the brand, my man. Yeah, guys, just check out Russo'sBrand.com. That's all you need to do, bro. Everything is one-stop shopping. Go there. Yeah, indeed. This guy right here, Vince Russo. This guy right here, Dr. Chris Featherstone. This is the Legion of Raw. We are Ohio State Buckeye fans. Have a good night, everybody. Solo!